Right, we are in Thessalonians, aren't we? And today we're going to be in Thessalonians 2. So, um, what we know is that um, Paul is um, on this on this missions trip. He's going around this region, planting churches as he goes, and and as a as a reward for his efforts, he's been imprisoned, he's been flogged, he's been persecuted, he's been humiliated, um, he's been on the run. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a real amazing amazing ministry that he has with some real challenges. And what's happened is that he has been to Thessalonica before. He's planted a church. <clears throat> He's preached the gospel. He's kind of been chased out of Thessalonica. And then at that point, um, he's, he's gone. We think he's gone. Um, he's, he's currently in Corinth. He sent Timothy back. So that would be like me saying to Brad, go to Thessalonica, encourage them, see how it's going. Timothy's come back, and as a response to Timothy coming back, he's written this letter, right? So he sent Timothy off. Timothy's gone to Thessalonica. They've, um, Timothy's come back. He's given his report to Paul, and Paul's now written this in response. I want us to remember it is a young church. They are young. Some of us are very old. Rapidly approaching. Um, even older. Um, anyway, just, you know, in this passage now, usually what happens is when I'm preaching, God really instills on me a couple of elements of the passage that he wants to talk about. I didn't really feel that today. I felt as though God wanted us to, to gain this overview of what ministry looks like. So this is a young church, and it's kind of like New Church 101. And so some of these things are crucial elements to the Christian walk and church life. And so with that in mind, it is really good for us to be reminded of them. Okay? Um, let's, let's, read, let's read it. Let's read it together. We'll read it all, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down. So... Um, you know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. We had previously suffered and had been treated outrageously in Philippi, as you know. But with the help of God, we dared to tell you his gospel in the face of strong opposition. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We're not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. You know, we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We are not looking for praise from people, nor from you or anyone else. Even though, as apostles of Christ, we could have exerted our authority. Instead, we are like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we're delighted to share with you not only the gospel, but our lives as well. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and our hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are our witnesses, and so is God. 
of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom. Now, this passage is quite interesting because it's full of reminders. Look, you know, as you know, you know. Surely you remember, you are witnesses for you know. So before we start, it's really important that we get this. It, either, one of two things is happening here. One, Paul maybe is having to defend himself against some criticism. Or they've forgotten some things that he wants to remind them of. Either way, Paul is an excellent teacher. Because what we know is, when things are repeated to us, they transfer into our long-term memory. My kids and I'm groaning because I talk about this all the time. If we practice something and repeat it time and time again, it becomes what we call fluent. So when you first start driving, and Maddie's learning to drive at the moment, when you first start driving, everything's an effort. You have to calculate every move. Which gear are you going into? When are you slowing down? When are you braking? All of that jazz. And you analyze everything. You, you then practice every week. And when you practice every week, eventually you get to be like me. When you get to Birmingham, you've got no idea how you got there. But automatically you're there and you're like, oh, actually, that's not strictly true because we all know that I am navigationally challenged. But, right, but uh, uh, the point I'm trying to make is if something is repeated, we call it spaced repetition or intelligent practice. I'm looking at the, the assistant principal. Are you an assistant principal? Anyway, talk about that later. Anyway. <laughs> If we have intelligent practice, right, and spaced repetition of something, we become fluent at it. That's why we can all walk, because we all practiced it when we were toddlers. That's why we know probably our first license plate number, if you're old. RPT642M was my dad's license plate when I was about seven. Can still remember it? Because, you know, you just know these things, don't you? It's a lost art remembering things. So, Paul is saying time and time again, you know this. Remember this, remember this, surely you remember this. And he's saying that because he wants them 